I can help people create change to that undesired automatic problem before they've analyzed their way to a solution. Welcome to Exploring Mind and Body with Drew Tadia. Drew is an expert in nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and more. And he wants to help you live a healthier, longer, and more active life. Now here's your host, Drew Tadia. Welcome to another edition of Nationally Syndicated, Exploring Mind and Body. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for tuning in, for being a part of our True Form Life community. We're coming at you with a brand new show. We appreciate whether you're listening on terrestrial radio across the country or as a podcast around the world. We certainly wouldn't be here without you. Now, today I'm bringing on Mandy Barbie, and she has got a lot of information to share with us. She is, she her back background is hypnotherapy through imagery. So very different topic that we've talked about before in the past. I think we've possibly talked about hypnosis or hypnotherapy, but she comes from at it from a different angle as all of our guests do. I really enjoyed this interview. There's a lot of tips and takeaways. I got to tell you, it's super interesting to me, the subconscious, at least personally, how our subconscious and conscious relate to one another and how they interact we haven't didn't talk about get a chance to talk about dreams for example but i feel like dreams are subconscious i feel like we have a lot of things connected that could improve our health if we addressed our subconscious with very few which very few of us do or get a chance to do so a lot of different ways we can understand and learn from this interview right here and if you stick around till the end mandy also offers some free giveaways as well so stick around we got all that coming up. This is Exploring Mind and Body. Naturally improve your lifestyle one show at a time with your host, Drew Tadia. Welcome to another edition of Nationally Syndicated Exploring Mind and Body. You heard all about Mandy in the introduction. So without further ado, welcome to the show, Mandy. Thank you so much for having me, Drew. You know how excited I am to be here. We're excited too. Thank you for answering. <laughs> 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 my pleasure <laughs> I, we're, I mean i'm pretty this is an open conversation organic as you know our audience i've had some for since we started almost 10 years ago so they have a pretty good sense of humor so why i told to our listeners why i told mandy that is because sometimes i'll say welcome to the show to one of my guests and they won't say anything <laughs> so I, I think they're just nervous they're like do i talk now is it my turn <laughs> Fortunately, you spared me that experience by giving me a heads up. <laughs> but I really, really appreciate being your guest. You've cultivated something so beautiful here. And like I said before we got recording, it's just a real honor to be a part of it. Thank you. It's our pleasure. And we're excited to have you with us as well. So this is a good time for us to give you a chance to resonate with our audience. Can you tell us who you are, what you do, maybe how you got into it? Yeah. And like we were talking about earlier, this is a little bit off the cuff. You know, whenever you get a chance to share about yourself, it can always go one of a few ways. I do really see us as conscious beings um, as a whole person. And so that's like mind and body, like very much in alignment with the ethos of your show. And um, my background has really got a lot of twists and turns in it, but it's led me to the place where I feel like my soul's calling really is, is to serve people in altered states of consciousness primarily using um, for sure certain conscious techniques like coaching, but specifically I love to help 
others using that non-ordinary state of consciousness that we know as trance or alpha brain waves. So by utilizing imagery with folks, which is so natural, it's something that's occurring naturally and surfacing naturally in our dream state. As children, we just live in imagination. It's very, very essential to our natural skill set and capabilities. You can, um, I can, we can convert or transmute pain into a stronger foundation for ourselves. And so we can heal subconscious problems by working in the language of the subconscious, which is imagery. And that's really how I like to describe my work in the simplest terms today, is I help people access their own natural capabilities in order to make change happen way faster, easier, and enjoyably. So why was that interesting to you? How are you like, oh, this is something that I want to learn more about and then help others with? Oh, that's such a great question. And I, I don't think I've actually really shared this aspect of the the how. You know, I always tell the like, well, I was putting this front in front of the other and it just made sense. And then I stumbled into this. But I have suffered from really, really what I think a lot of people would consider to be debilitating anxiety and depression. But I have an, a kind of uncanny tolerance for pain. I have a real ability to be present with pain. And so through the years of my life and through my my own journey and my own story, I was resting with a very high level of anxiety and what I now look back and know was pretty severe, severe depression um, with fairly consistent as the years progressed. Um, it's personal, you know, but it, but I share it so openly because I think it's it's in service is I was certainly battling with suicidal thoughts like every day or other day. But these were so normalized by me, by my mental processes, and I was so high functioning that I wasn't viewing it as critically as I should have and responding to it with like extreme urgency because I was functioning with it so well over so many years. And there was a part of me which was probably the prideful part that, or, you know, the misinformed part that had somehow associated like taking medication as like giving my power away versus I I knew that for me, medication wasn't, I didn't feel was going to resolve the root cause of what I believed to be an emotional issue. And so I was resistant to that for a long time. And when I found hypnotherapy work, for myself as a client a couple of different times throughout my life, eventually I approached it in such a systematic and methodical way that in very, very short period of time, I had completely, I had really completely transformed the experience I was having on a daily basis. And it was then that I learned the absolute like kind of mind-blowing power and speed that you can create change to a really long-term issue by working at the level of the problem. And that's what was so appealing to me. Now, fast forward to resolve the issue fully, I did need to go humble myself and take every mode of help that was available to me, including medication. So I don't want to in any way discourage anyone from accessing anything that could be of service to them. But um, that being said, I was just like mesmerized, no pun intended, (laughs) by the effectiveness of trance work. And so eventually I realized it was my calling. So I mean, it's interesting to me as well. And what so how does how long does it take for you to go and learn 
how to do this kind of stuff. This is an interesting, I'm going to answer, I'm going to answer this question, I think in like the most beautiful way possible, because it's, it's something that people run up against a lot is wondering, how do I choose a practitioner that like, how can I gauge what someone's skill, talent, level of certification is in this field? Because hypnotherapy, as well as other conscious coaching techniques and NLP is, as you probably know, not a licensed profession. So it means there's not a licensing authority that is giving out, you are a doctor and you are not a doctor. You are a hypnotherapist and you, that doesn't exist for hypnotherapy. And I really love that about hypnotherapy because I considered imagery since it's so natural to us. I think of it like open source, like it's a natural operating system of your body. So I want that to remain in the hands of parents, in the hands of a friend. Like we're using this automatically already. It's already what's creating the problem. So I think it's important that it's non-licensed, but it is difficult for people who, it can be difficult for people who are trying to choose a practitioner to know how to distinguish between them since it's non-licensed. And for me particularly, I um, went through a really, really rigorous, it ultimately I spent like 14 weeks in residence using for both hypnotherapy and NLP across years. So 14 weeks in residence is like really intense in this field because you people can get certified for like 60 hours online. So you can see that there's a real spectrum of if you're talking about hypnotherapy. Okay, so let's get into some details of exactly what you do. When someone comes to you with some issues, what, let's say, why did they come to you to begin with? Yeah, um, a lot of times people are coming to me because they're either anxious, down, or they already know that, they, that their self-esteem could use some help. So I like to say, I was recently dabbling with like, I was going on a run and I the thought crossed my mind, like, I try not to dig into people's pain too much when I like, for say market or share content, because I don't I don't think it feels good to amplify pain to people. I want to amplify what's positive and good. Um, but I was I, I turn phrases around all the time because my work circulates around words so much. And I thought it's, a, it's always true to say your self esteem could be better. And for most people, you'd get a head nod with that, right? You know, I can see it in myself, like anyone could use some encouragement in that regard, for sure. Totally. And I feel like it's kind of like an absolute positive. Like, it's like, I feel the same way. I'm like, yourself, how much good can you take? Your self-esteem could always be better, even if it's phenomenal. So I feel like no matter where you are on a healing journey, that can ring true in a way that's also really empowering and uplifting. And so some people know when they come to me, they're like, yeah, my self-esteem is in the tubes right now or whatever that phrase is. But you know, at the end of the day, whether it's anxiousness or whether it's actually depression or it's it seems more like a pure form or experience of poor self-esteem or lacking self self-worth or self-esteem, these are the three areas where I really specialize. It's probably because I have a ton of experience personally with each of those topics. Okay, so when someone comes to you when it Maybe they need some self-esteem or maybe it's depression, anxiety. What's the first thing that you go over when they come and sit down with you? You have a conversation with them, a consultation. What does that look like? As I think about that, it's not like I have a checklist or something, but what we first do is build the bridge of trust naturally and organically with each other. And um, this isn't something we can check off. So like from the first moment that you get to meet another person, that trust that you're building naturally 
is so important. The trust is like the bridge that the healing happens on. And so in my role, I am truly a facilitator of a conversation happening within the other person with themselves because inevitably somebody's like, I'm anxious, but maybe I don't know exactly why. A part of them knows. So we have to get that part of them speaking in a language that the person can understand or that person to be listening in the language of the problem. And that's where I see like the subconscious, the work is really, I facilitate their subconscious with their conscious to come closer together so that that conversation can be flowing naturally going forward. It's really kind of like reconnecting two parts of a person. And that's why I like to say that the work that we do is truly in a way self-sustaining and truly permanent because once those parts are speaking, it self-perpetuates. And that is one of the things that makes me so excited about doing this work with others because I truly believe believe that I'm I'm creating lasting good. It's not something that they got to keep coming back to the well for. Like fix me Mandy, that doesn't work like that. There's nothing broken. Okay, so when you're working with different individuals, how are you able to connect that bridge or how are you able to connect the subconscious with what they're thinking on a regular basis? Well, with trust, once 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 somebody understands that I understand the problem from their perspective, because this is really about their values, their experience, not mine and not my projections onto it. So I keep a really clean line there so I can truly facilitate what they see needs to happen. And a lot of times people are kind of concerned. They're like, well, they come in and the sense is, I don't know what the problem is, but I assure them if you're getting anxious feelings, you're body is communicating. Your body already knows what the problem is. That's a feedback loop from within your own body. Same for down feelings. There's a reason. We can be sure of it because your body doesn't automate anything that isn't seen as fit for survival. So everything that's happening automatically, including the feelings that we have, or even the spontaneous thoughts that emerge, they're all associated with survival. So how I help once once we're aligned with what we're going to create together or what is needed, it's kind of like just listening in layers and the process by which we do that to listen and allow that problem to speak in a language that can be understood by the person is by relaxing the critical mind, which a lot of people find really, they feel, feel like that's gonna be hard for me. And I'm like, yeah, you think so. But this this method is easier than, than meditation. And it's one of the reasons, again, this is another reason why I'm so obsessed with this type of work because people find meditation hard. A lot of times it's one of my favorite questions to ask somebody it's like yeah because you're trying to do like the hardest thing with your mind right at the get-go <laughs> clear it and empty it like if you're anxious how easy is that gonna be right it's like you're trying to get to the goal line before you've learned the basics of of the basic maneuvers and with relaxation of the critical mind ie using imagery to help people there's all this beautiful kind of like a form of distraction that they can focus on while we are resting the critical mind on purpose. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think I really like the analogy of you're starting at the finish line because we hear it all the time when it comes to meditation or when it comes to breathing exercises. And especially if you're anxious, I guess like your mind must be going 100 miles a minute. So it'd be diff really difficult to start there when you're trying to get there. 
<laughs> right. And what people, oh, this is such a really, it's almost like a paradox of meditation. Not only is meditation like the hardest thing to utilize and you're trying to do it by yourself, but it also is not inherently an application of that state that's in designed for problem solving. You're creating a space in meditation for natural processes to kind of fill in automatically, but we're using imagery like an interface to the problem so we can actually problem solve in a waking state of relaxation. That is the amazing power of imagery. So tell me more about this imagery. What does that look like? Or how would you explain that in layman's terms? Yeah, thanks for it. This is such an area of geek out for me. I could talk about this all day. <laughs> Um, well, when I'm talking, well, by the time that we're working in imagery, this is where the processes evolve. So there is like there is a complexity to the work that I do because a lot of times folks' mental processes and the decisions that they're consciously making could be getting in the way of just allowing transformation to happen. So I consider it to be really important and most of my clients find it really valuable and, and enjoyable as well that we're working at all levels of consciousness, not just knock me out and take the problem away using imagery or do like a one, two, three step with NLP. The whole person comes on board for that change so that it happens at the right time and it can be truly sustainable. So the imagery is actually like the processes that we're using and they differ from week to week, from day to day and person to person. And um, so that so, I think that's the best I can explain it. Okay. So you use hypnotherapy in your practice? I do use hypnotherapy. Okay. So that's something else that, that interests me. Tell me what that looks like because I think hypnotherapy in most cases, people see someone up on stage and they get people to do funky things and then they laugh. <laughs> <laughs> when you said that, and a lot of times and I thought about the funky chicken. Because <laughs> a lot of times people are like talking about hypnosis on stage and like right. quack like a duck or whatever. <laughs> so I think that's I what they're like, oh, you use that to help people. And I'm like, it's actually a real thing. You can help people on a deep level. But I think in most cases, when I think of hypnotherapy, they're like, what are you going to make me do? <laughs> totally. There's you've hit on something that is so important when you're thinking about using I'll back up. It's there's no transfer of control. And that's the major misconception. And it's propagated by the fact that we see some of this stuff happen on stage. So it looks like somebody's in charge and somebody else is not in control. And for somebody who I work with a lot of people who self categorize as control freaks, and it's like, <laughs> it's really a it's a playful, you know, it's, it's fun, because what we really need is control to relax as well as control to be active. And so that's really, there's actually an absence of control happening within the individual, but it's really important to understand you don't transfer your control over to somebody else. You're gaining control within. And I think it'd be really helpful right now because you've asked such a, it's just give your question gives me an opportunity to share something that could be really valuable for people, I think in a lot of different applications right now. Hypnosis is a natural state of your mind. It's like it's like fourth gear in a car. It's just there. You can you can switch into it. If you're driving and you know how to drive a stick, you're in fourth gear sometimes. You need it. Daydream state is a state of hypnosis. 
It really is. So if you categorize hypnosis as a natural but altered state of waking relaxation, of waking awareness, that is the most, that's like one of the best definitions that I know of to share it. And it's measurable on an EEG. So if you strap an electroencephalogram up on somebody's head at the temples and you're measuring, then if somebody kind of drifts into, like if we're watching commercials on TV and all of a sudden you're zoned out. You know what I mean? You're in a trance. And this is why folks are so susceptible to advertising. If you're driving behind the wheel of a car and lose track of time on the way home because you know the, the route by muscle memory, you've been in a trance. Maybe you go, where did the time go? These flow states, runner's high, meditation, prayer, like surfing, these are all states of an altered state of waking awareness. It's not like conscious awareness and you're not unconscious. It's that beautiful place on the, the bandwidth, the bandwidth of frequencies in between critical thinking and sleep. That is the state, that is the way that the brain operates before the age of seven. Children are like, just living in it. They don't even have access to the higher frequencies above 15 hertz. So hypnosis in and of itself is a completely neutral way that our brain functions. And we can access that state a lot of different ways. Probably as you just put two and two together by what I shared, you can access it by coloring. You can access it by using imagery. Athletes do it. Visualization. So where am I going with this? Hypnotherapy is a problem-solving application. Hypnosis on a stage is for entertainment purposes. So you're using the same features or characteristics of a natural way that your mind can operate, your brain can actually function in order to create an entertainment where it appears that somebody has kind of relinquished control. I'm not an expert on that, and I really haven't actually seen very many of those performances, but um, there's always an element. What's funny, I think, what's funny about stage hypnosis is I can imagine it's like some, the fact is some part of that person wants to do those things or else there would be resistance and you would exit the state of hypnosis. If, but inherently they pick the person who's most, you call it susceptible, but it's really more like most willing or interested to participate. And they always select for those types of people up front. So to, to, to a client, you call it the client or a patient that comes and sees you, they have of course, they have to be willing or actually want to make a change. Yeah, and we spend a lot of time we do spend a lot of time connecting on that upfront because if somebody's going to come to another person, usually about here's where here's where I'm I do the most good in the world. A lot of times, the problems that I can help someone solve, they feel like they've either tried everything else and they've had varying levels of success, or it feels like they don't even know who could help because they don't know what the problem is. And one of the things, I, the ways that I see people hold themselves back or hurt themselves and continue to harm themselves the most is waiting to get help after you figured out what the reason is. I can help people create change to that undesired automatic problem before they've analyzed their way to a solution because it's not a it's not an intellectual problem it's a feeling problem i know it's different for everyone but what do you think some of the underlying issues of anxiety is yeah it is so different for everyone um there are definitely patterns and for starters i think it can be really helpful to anyone listening who might be suffering from anxiety to have another lens on what anxiety really is and then we can and kind of like I can share some of the patterns around that too but anxiety is just like happiness kind of it, it impels uh, it compels people to interact more and create connection um, anger anger helps somebody to energize 
themselves in order to prepare for something and sadness calls someone to like kind of retreat within and be able to heal um Every emotion has a reason for being as well as an intention behind it. And anxiety is kind of a funny one because it's the reason why people often don't know what's causing it is because anxiety speaks to a dissonance between two inner experiences or between the inner experience and the outer experience. So if somebody is trying to hold two conflicting beliefs, but they might not be aware that those two ideas compete with each other or don't um, don't coexist very well, that could be a cause of anxiety, especially like a belief that, that as an example, I think one that's really kind of overused, but it just comes right to mind. If you believe that money inherently will make you a bad person because you've seen a lot of people misuse money or for the wrong reasons, et cetera, in your life, or you were modeled that or you were actually instructed that by parents or something, but then you actually come into wealth, that will make a person feel very uncomfortable who believes themselves to be a good person because now they are the wealthy person but they believe that a, that a wealthy person cannot actually be good or that that makes them actually could be suspect to having bad motives or something like that. So they're in, there's an internal dissonance that's happening there that could cause anxiety. And likewise, if you know within at some level that a situation, a job, a partner isn't good for you, but then you remain in that context, over time, anxiety will get louder and louder and louder because it's waiting for you to respond, but it's speaking to you in the language of the body. So you're like, I don't know what this is about. So all we got to do is create the path pathway for communication to happen and the problem resolves itself. The anxiety will go as soon as the reason for it is heard, understood, and acknowledged. So you have to find the root of the issue. Exactly. And that's where I specialize, getting to the root cause of emotional problems. Is there anything that we missed, Manny, that we, you wanted to discuss before we wrap things up here? I feel like we covered so much wonderful ground. I, I really feel complete. I, I want to share, maybe I can just share with anyone who's listening that um, a reminder that all feelings are feedback from the decisions that you're making. And so if you can let the idea sink in that whatever feeling you're having is neither good nor bad, but has an intention for your benefit, even if it's unpleasant, if you can look at it through that lens, you're going to be immediately coming into greater harmony with your own emotional experience. So now you're not struggling against yourself in the experience, but you're actually on the same side of the tug of war rope with yourself, exploring, hmm, what's going on with us? Like, well, maybe we need a little bit more attention here. And even if you may not feel like you can hear the reason why yet, know that it's completely possible. And usually like meditation is a great place where people will start um, to bridge that gap between conscious and subconscious awareness. So the communication can happen automatically. But whatever you're facing, whatever the difficulty might be, know that there is a really beautiful and valid reason for it. And um, if you listen with, with self-compassion first, you will eventually get there. I'd love to help if anybody needs it, but I'm I'm in your corner. Well, why don't you tell us where we people can find you? Do you have any website, social media you'd like to direct anyone to? Yes, I would love to. My my one of my companies is called Palladium Mind. Palladium is one of the elements on the periodic table. It's in the platinum group and it's highly lustrous and it's also cal catalytic and malleable. So it's highly conductive to change and it's very precious and beautiful. So the Palladium Mind, I just, it's, you know, <laughs> now you know, now I've made something subtle, very overt. <laughs> I want to 
want you to know too because it's a weird spelling you know how to find it palladiummind.com that's where you can find me mandy barbie um and if you'd like a there's like two free gifts that my team and i put together for drew's listeners so it's palladiummind forward slash exploring mind and body with hyphens in between each word exploring mind and body with hyphens in between um at the forward slash palladiummind.com What's the gift? Oh, there's an affirmation set for now. I'm going to be having to remember. There's an <laughs> affirmation set for business owners, which is really applicable for anybody who wants to create more abundance in their life, to be honest. But um, it's been really loved by business owners. And um, the affirmation set, it's not just here's some words of affirmation, what it is. This is like, supercharged. I'm giving, there's instructions there on how to take your affirmation writing into the stratosphere. People use affirmation really poorly all the time. And there's a way to use affirmation, which can be like, it can make, it can be like night and day difference. It's subtle. It's little things, but there's the steps are in there in order to help folks utilize those affirmations as well as any others they may utilize such that I think typically people will see changes with in two days wow yeah if you use it in this way you will start to see changes and and the instructions are bold at the bottom you can download it it's an opt-in you can stay on the list or not i love nurturing my community and the main way i do that is through email so if you grab that then we'll be connected and the second is a self-hypnosis process so for anyone who struggles with meditation they can use this as an alternative way to access their own altered state of consciousness Um, well i'm looking forward to trying it oh good i would love to hear how you find it yes well thank you for that gift for our audience we appreciate that that's very kind of you thank you all right mandy we're going to wrap things up thank you so much for coming on exploring mind and body today it was an absolute pleasure it was such a pleasure thank you for your amazing questions and for having me all right that's going to wrap things up for this edition of exploring mind and body once again thank you so much for being here thank you for tuning in and being a part of our true form life community you can always find us on facebook.com slash true form life we post up there a couple times a day on our story we're always trying to bring you more content around living a healthy lifestyle whether that be nutrition fitness lifestyle and more we also have free challenges that we do at least once a month so if you follow us along there you'll be able to join maybe a plank challenge or a squat challenge tabata challenge whatever it may be we'd love to have you join us we're also on instagram.com slash drew tadia again we're posting up there a couple times a day along with our story all dedicated to keeping you fit and healthy and on track our main website is trueformlife.com if you want to check out some of our products some of our services or if you just want some great content from videos to blog posts and recipes and more we got all that at trueformlife.com. Once again, thank you so much for being here. That's it. That's all I got. I'm out of here. As always, I'm your host, Drew Tadia, in health and fitness for a better world. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Exploring Mind and Body with True Form Life's Drew Tadia, fitness expert. To find out more about the show, Drew Tadia, or to listen to past shows, visit exploringmindandbody.com.